Just over half of Canadians say they're about $200 or less away from being unable to make ends meet. There's a new survey that came out today saying that 8 in 10 Canadians are worried about what's going on with interest rates and having a hard time once again making ends meet and they're more worried about covering their credit card debt and all the rest of that stuff. It's getting tougher. It's getting tougher. We're dealing with inflation in so many different areas, right? Um, and then we take a look at what's going on with food inflation and we've talked about that a lot before too. Food prices just stay high. They're still almost 10% higher on average than a year ago. If you take a look at the food inflation rate, I think it's nine something, whereas overall inflation has dropped back down now to uh, well, a relatively modest 3.4%. You want it between one and three, but it it's getting closer at least, whereas food inflation is not. It's just staying where it is. The federal government uh, just this week kicked in with the federal with the grocery rebate program about 11 million Canadians receiving a rebate from the government so the cost of food is a big 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 issue and we see it when we go to the checkout right obviously we all have to buy groceries and we all have to pay higher prices and we all notice what that does and how that makes it tougher for us and there's a bunch of different other things that happen around the price of food and some of them extend far beyond Canadian borders but they're all really important and the added costs of food Food inflation that we haven't really talked about. So we're going to have that conversation with Monica Corzun, who uh, the McCain Foundation postdoctoral fellow in the Faculty of Agriculture at Dalhousie. Monica, thank you for joining us. I appreciate your time. Hello, Shay. How are you? I'm great. Great. Uh, really enjoyed your piece. It was really interesting. Um, and let's just start because we, we focus on the food prices, right? And in the piece that you helped write in the conversation, um, if we put it into perspective about what we're seeing globally when it comes to cost of food, Canadians really shouldn't be complaining that loudly, right? We've got it pretty good, relatively speaking. Yes, it might be surprising considering, you know, all the talk about high food prices in Canada that compared to other parts of the world, Canadians spend relatively small percentage of their income on food. Um Latest studies show that we're in the top five. Uh, Americans spend a little bit less than we do. But on average, we spend about 10 to 11 percent of our income on food, uh, which is relatively low compared to other parts of the world, including Europe, where on average is between, you know, 19, 20 some percent. Yeah, so we focus on the price of food, and maybe we're—I mean, obviously that's important. We all we all feel that, but it's the percentage of income that's required to pay that price that uh, is perhaps more important. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a complicated topic. Food prices are, or the cost of food for households are relatively flexible. So when we see high inflation rates or the cost of everything essentially going up, often Canadians will decrease the cost of their food, right? Or they will aim to decrease that cost. Um, household costs, for example, are not as flexible. We can't reduce our mortgages or our rent, uh, you know, monthly rent pays, but we can reduce the amount that we spend uh, on food. And during such times, we see people will be opting out for cheaper options, uh, but there's consequences to opting out for cheaper food options in the long term. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. But when we're talking, uh, before we do, uh, when we talk about that percentage of income, obviously then you don't have to do a whole lot of mathematics to recognize that people that are in lower income brackets are fa- facing a much tougher burden than those in higher incomes. So it's our lower income neighbors that are having even more of a struggle with this, obviously. 
That's true. So I mentioned on average Canadians spend about, you know, 10, 11% of their income on food. Um, those who li- those Canadians with the highest income spend about 5.2 and those with the lowest income spend about 23% of their income of food. So they are definitely feeling the burden of the high food prices a lot more than the average Canadian. And like you say, uh, the, the, the other spin-off costs, if you will, that this, you know, sort of forces upon us as a society. Let's start with the fact that when you, you're going to buy food, cheap food, not always good food, right? So that leads to other problems. Yes, and there's been increasingly more studies done about kind of these externalities, these ne- negative externalities, like these hidden costs of uh, of food, and health is one of them. Um, unhealthy eating contributes to a significant econo- economic burden in Canada. Um, you know, many the, of the chronic diseases that people experience are attributed to unhealthy eating. Um, a few years ago, there was actually a study from the University of Alberta that estimates um that the cost was about $13.8 billion in direct and indirect costs that are associated with Canadians not eating a healthy diet. Holy cow. So we spend, you know, again, compared to other parts of the world, we spend relatively little at the checkout counter in grocery stores, but we pay a lot more in healthcare costs down the line. But it's hard for us to think about that when we're in the grocery store, right? It's really easy yeah. to see you know, the money kind of leaving our wallets, but it's hard to think about how will this impact me 10, 20 years down the line and how much will I have to pay um, in, you know, for medication, for other healthcare services. And it, 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 those costs, right, and and the drive to reduce food costs, it's kind of interesting as you lay out in your piece, it, it extends to almost every area of that food production chain. Everybody ends up losing out in one way or another, right back to wherever the food may be grown or produced in, you know, in a country far away from Canada, right? I mean, everybody's trying to squeeze every last penny out of there, and ultimately it falls to the worker. Yes, we've, you know, often neglected to talk about uh, farmers and farm workers. I think this is an issue that was brought up during the COVID-19 pandemic. Many uh, people realized just the poor conditions that farm workers are living in. Um, but as you said, you know, the more we focus on cheap food costs, ultimately it's the farmer and the farm workers who are getting less and less. Um, and as we look at data, every single year, farmers and farm workers are getting less and less of, of that food dollar, right? So that money is not making its way back to them. Um, you know, in Canada, this relates to other problems in terms of us having less farmers every single year. The average farmer in Canada is about 58 years old, and there's not many people who will take over those farms. Um, Many farmers have to work other jobs just to maintain their farm. So becoming a farmer and working in the agricultural industry isn't very attractive. Um, So if we're able to pay farmers and farm workers more, uh, from the Canadian perspective, we might have a chance of maintaining you know our local agricultural sector but as you mentioned also globally yeah um, we import so much food from other places in the world um and ultimately we get those food items quite cheaply like i mentioned in our piece with bananas uh, bananas are very very cheap in the supermarket 
So we benefit from that cheap cost, but unfortunately that is at the backs of those who are working in those banana farms and banana plantations because they don't get fair wages, uh, they don't receive fair treatment. Um, but there are programs like Fair Trade uh, International who try to focus on improving the working conditions of farm workers. Uh, but as consumers and as eaters, we do pay a little bit more for those products. This, you know, the, the, the food inflation that we keep talking about is a relatively new phenomenon. Let's call it a year and a half um, to be sure. But some of the things that you're talking about, the healthcare cost for cheaper food, the, the, the trickle down effect and how it affects, um, you know, laborers and workers and farm owners. Is that, an, is that gotten worse? That's been something that's been there before, right? I mean, it's, I think it does impact farm workers and farmers in Canada. I mean, so often we, uh, you know, as researchers, we face this kind of paradox when we talk to farmers that farmers who are producing our food, many more of them are going to food banks and are facing food insecurity. So it's this unique paradox where those people who are growing our food cannot feed themselves. Um, and that's definitely part of it. And they experience, you know, a high inflation in terms of the sort of inputs they have to put into growing food. So their costs of production are also increasing, but they're ultimately not receiving as of higher of an income in the end. Um, so again, farmers and farm workers yeah. are experiencing the impacts on, of inflation a lot more than the average Canadian. Yeah, absolutely. Um, really interesting uh, look at things. Monica, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you being here.